So you want to become a woman entrepreneur, but you still want to live your life to the fullest potential, then you want to listen to today's guests. So here's a question for you. How do women like us who have talent, experience, and who refuse to undersell ourselves and undervalue our potential, how do we build a business to leave our footprints on the world and still remain there for ourselves, our families, and our friends? And that is the million dollar question, my friends, and this podcast will give you the answers. Welcome to this episode of Fabulous Women Entrepreneurs. Today, I have a special guest with me joining us from Munich, Germany. Her name is Katie Rosler, and she is the founder of a company called Positive Connections. I already like that name. I already like that name. <laughs> she developed a program called From S-A-H-M to C-H. Oh, now I will let her explain that to you because I don't want to spoil it. <laughs> Hello, Katie. Welcome to Fabulous Women Entrepreneurs. How are you on this fine, sunny day? Hello. Thank you for having me. I am doing really, really well. I'm really excited to be on your podcast. Yay. We are excited too. <laughs> So, Katie, I would love to, and we all would love to know the audience, also would love to know a little bit about yourself, if you can please tell us a little bit about your background, education, experience, and then we'll dive in into the program that you developed and why is it so important for women to actually yes. listen to this. Yeah, go on. Yeah. Um, so as you shared, my name is Katie Russler and I own a company called Positive Connections um, and I'm a licensed counselor. So in the U.S., which is where I'm from, I had a private practice. Um, and my educational background is I have my master's in marriage and family therapy um, and I did a three-year residency and got my license and was like, woo, private practice time. Let's, let's try this. Let's see how it goes. And then uh, three years later, we decided to move to, or actually four years later, we decided to move to Germany. My husband's German. And, um, and here, I was finding it a little bit hard to do the work that I did in the States, the way I did it in the States. And what I always try to teach is to be creative. Like, just because it doesn't look the way that you think it should or it used to doesn't mean you can't still do your passions. So um, I created the business here, Positive Connections, to start teaching couples, especially uh, bicultural couples here in Munich, how to better communicate, how to better adjust. Um, we were looking at communication skills because I was noticing on social media, people were sharing kind of their complaints and venting a lot about what was going wrong in their relationships and nobody had really good answers. No one really knew like, okay, well, here's a good book or here's a good resource or, you know, people would throw out therapist recommendations um, because they'd heard about them, not necessarily because they'd been there. And so I just said, wow, there's a big gap here. Um, and with the background in marriage and family therapy, you kind of go like, well, I can fill that gap. So I, I started with workshops um, and then from there started seeing clients privately. Um, and I realized that these are skills and tools that can go online uh, and to grow. 
So I started doing web courses. Um, in that time, I became mom to two little girls um, separately, not at the same time. Uh, but I realized that I was struggling with having a private practice, then becoming a mom, then becoming a, really a stay-at-home mom and right. not using those skills that I was using in the workplace. Um, and crying a lot, going, why can't I remember things? Why am I not like figuring this out? Um, and it wasn't until I had my second daughter and started meeting international women here in Munich and hearing them say the same complaints. It didn't matter what country they were from. Right. I was so with it in the work world. I was so successful. Why am I not getting it now? And it was like, okay, something's missing. And I happened to be reading The Miracle Morning as well as A Simplified Life. And these two books, one that's focused about like home and being a mom and one that's like attitude and habit change and starting your day right um, and kind of geared toward businesses and entrepreneurs. And I realized like, oh my gosh, these two things are the same thing. Right. Like truly how we run our home needs a title, not being a mom, but running the home. Yes. And that job as a chief household officer, which is CHO, has recognition and respect in it versus what has come of the term stay-at-home mom. This feeling like they don't have it together. You know, there's one stereotype of the, you know, crazed mom, forgetting things, can't get it together. And then the other side is sort of the Martha Stewart, everything's perfect, everything's wonderful. But we see in movies, they tend to be self-medicating. They're miserable. They're not happy. And I just thought, these are horrible representations of Two what's really going on. Dreams. Yeah. So as I'm doing this couple's work and I'm hearing these, these wives and husbands, because even the stay-at-home dads struggle with this, yeah. I'm hearing the same issues. And then just naturally, the program came out of me. I literally sat down and started writing it all out. And it, it just flew out of me like wildfire. Like, and I started talking to friends and I was like, okay, moms, this is what I'm thinking of doing. And it was like, I'm on board. When is it? And I was like, yo, that's sweet. I'm like, no, I need this. <laughs> you know? like, and that's when you have friends who really speak truth to you being like, give it to me. Like when, right. where, what, then you know, you're really onto something. Um, and so that is how from stay-at-home mom to chief household officer came about. Just this necessity for us to change our mindset that because maybe we worked before or we were in university and then we become a stay-at-home mom, we don't burn our degrees on the stove. We actually can use those skills differently in managing and leading our home. Um, and I, that's what I try to teach in the program. Right. So you, so you felt that it was important for, for both men and women, because this, this is targeted for anyone that's actually the household officer, right? Right. Yeah. So because it I could be a man, it could be a woman. Yeah, I have targeted the niche of, of stay-at-home moms because I find that women tend to be more um, up for like working on these things. Right. But the more like co-CHO, which sometimes is the husband or partner, um, when you start to talk with them too, they're on board as well okay. because they see the connection sense. too. Yeah, yeah, right. yeah. Right. So you were triggered to empower then women who stay at home to achieve, to actually see their roles in a different light 
so that they actually yeah. put importance to it. And I know this is an, this is this is huge, Katie. This is huge. Yeah. I remember like leaving corporate and staying at home for the longest time, generation after generation, we've been devaluing the amount of yes. work that that and the and the amount of organizational skills and and other skills. You gotta be the chef, the cook, the nurse, the counselor, everything else in between when you're staying at Team home. Team management, <laughs> project management, you know. Yeah. Yeah. Asset management, like what do you do with all this stuff? <laughs> yes, yes. <laughs> so this is this is amazing. This is wonderful and empowering, Katie. I am I'm actually very thankful, and I tell you, I actually figured it out the hard way. I wish something like this would have been. Um, I would have totally joined way back then when I started this journey because it's something that everybody and anybody that's staying at home can, can see and can use. Now, have you seen uh, the people, you have, you have people already that have gone through the program? Mm -hmm. so what, yeah. kind of, what kind of impact have you seen? What kind of changes have you seen in their lives? Like what, what was the day from one of your, uh, one of your pupils uh, before mm -hmm. This program from uh, let's call it Sam, and that is A A S A H M Sam, not yeah. Sammy, <laughs> from yeah. Sam to CHO. So the people, what were their lives like when they started a day um, before Sam to CHO, and and now after completing the program? So I'm I'm thinking of two students in particular um, who shared with me before doing the program experiencing depression on a regular basis and anxiety. Um, and largely feeling guilt that they associated with mom guilt yeah. uh, when in reality it was sort of the shoulds of life, what they saw around them, what their family told them, what their culture told them they right. should be doing as a quote mom mm -hmm. versus as a CHO. Um, and feeling the same way that I did when I was trying to figure out why was I so successful in one domain and not the other. And I think as successful women in the workplace, we start to beat ourselves up. You know, we're such high achievers yeah. that it's like, if we can't, why do we forget the sippy cup for the third time this week? Then yeah. like, it's something so small, but we take it as like, I'm failing. I can't, you know, what is wrong with me? And our fear of failure gets kicked up. And right. for these two women, that was like a regular basis of why can't I figure this out? And it affects your marriage. It affects your relationships. Because if you devalue yourself, you almost project that on other people, that they devalue you too. Right. And any response, any like, why are the dishes still in the sink? Yeah, right. It's an explosion because we're thinking they don't respect me. They don't, you know, they don't believe in me. And truly what happens is we struggle with ourselves. Right. Um, so that's for those two women, that was what it looked like before. Um, and when we did the program and the accountability and having the group sort of discussion and the, the coaching part of it, as they went through each day of really starting to plan things differently, and yeah. look at how you can reverse engineer your goals just like you would in a workplace and you can do all these things. Um, and I think the key is creating a mission statement for yourself that's based on your values and then really creating a family mission statement. Why am I taking care of the home the way I, I am? Why does that matter? Right. And asking those questions, why am I meal planning ahead of time? Why does it matter? Because right. it makes my life simpler. 
and I'm being smarter with my resources. I'm not wasteful with food now because I know we need a leftover day and we, you know, we're going out this day and I know on that day I can switch it because I'm sort of the entrepreneur of my home. Like change of plans, guys. We're doing, you know, so like it gives you back control. And so at, at the end of it, these two moms, uh, as I said, in particular, both had just amazing testimonials of how one, they got their self-confidence back. Two, they had a plan because you, the workbook you get as you fill it out becomes like your manual of like all the things. You know, I talk about sick days. I talk about like family crises. We talk about what to do with your children in free time that you're not quite sure, you know, like, oh my God, this is the second hour of free time with my kid. What do I do? And we talk about all those things that we think we should quote, know how to do. Amazing. Um, yeah. So you've got this booklet and for them, it, it just changed things because that doesn't go away. They still have access to the program. They can watch the videos again. And it's just in a sense, refresher course then. Right. Because they've already changed the mindset. They already know what habits to put in place. Naturally, we all fall back into old habits. But what's different, it's kind of like, you know, you and I both run. You take some time off from running. Your body doesn't forget how to run. It just needs a little bit of conditioning to get back to where it was. Right. And that's the same with habits of managing your home. You might have extreme crisis happen or everyone gets sick in the home and like for a week or two, you're just out. Nothing's happening the way it should. And that doesn't mean you don't know how to get back on track. Right. And so, you know, re remembering those things. And so for those women, they, you know, they're very good about reporting back, ah, I've had a day or a week or whatever. And it's almost like being able to report back to the group, hey, this is what's happening is enough of a refresher for them. Right. Like I already got it. I know what to do next kind of thing. Right, right. Yeah. So, so for them, I, those two women really speak to me about the change of feeling like, it sounds extreme to say feeling like you're nothing, but in those dark moments we do, we feel like we just, what's our value to, right. I have extreme value and I'm rocking this and I'm right. empowered in it and it's awesome. Right. But how do you deal with, um, how do you deal with women, for example, who find um, this, the, the housework, uh, very monotonous, like what kind of, what kind of advice do you have yeah. for women that just, you know, it's sort of like you're used to working, you're at a company, you're, and I actually, I'm kind of like secretly speaking for myself. <laughs> yeah, yeah, What's the working, you have projects and deadlines and things are done and they're put away, but household work yeah. is a reoccurring thing. So, yep. you know, they say the definition of insanity is doing the same thing over and over and expecting different results, right? right. So it could be insane. How do you manage that um, in your program? In the workplace, because I know, corporate world for you, what was the <laughs> monotonous thing that every day constantly was filling up your box? Actually, two things. Emails and paperwork. Yes. It doesn't matter what job you have. There is always the monotonous. It's always there. It's continually. <laughs> now for us, the clothes are always the same. Usually the emails are from different people, you know, and that changes up. But cleaning your home and getting it into a great state before everyone's home. And then they come home and like ransack. It's like they don't even care. Is the same as like finally cleaning out your email inbox. And then like you step away to go to the bathroom and you come back and you've got like 25 emails. <laughs> we know that feeling, don't we? You know, where you're like, yeah. ah, 
it's not any different and we shouldn't expect it to be. So what I usually say with um, like, let's laundry again, laundry, either you break it up into small loads every day so that it's small, easy, 15 to 20 minute to fold kind of things, maybe less. Um, or some people like to do like the big mountain and then you put on your favorite song or CD, you know, like make it a, put on a podcast, listen to this podcast. The woman you know, like, podcast. <laughs> yeah. Like use that time for some self care as you okay. fold the laundry, call yeah. your friend because I'm so, I'm really emphasizing with positive con connections right now to have positive connections with people. Stop texting. Let's start calling each other. Call your friend, call a family member and fold the clothes while you're talking. I, I'm going to tell you something I do. Here's what I do. When yeah, I'm tell talking, me. I, I, I put some merengue and I start dancing. Yes. <laughs> I dance yes. my way to any work that I have to do. And this is something from, from the way back in the days, because every time we went into cleaning mode at home, we put some music on. Yeah. Like, let's make it happy. <laughs> yeah. My dad would put classic rock on on the weekends and we would all as a family clean the home. And yeah. it was just, it was a teamwork makes the dream work happen and it made it fun. And I learned that that was not all chores are fun. Most are not. Some we can right. delegate and yeah. some we can actually turn it into self-care time, which is, you know, dancing. Can you do that? If you were in your office or in your cubicle and you just started like, you know, they'd be like, I'm sorry, can you please turn that down? Or even if you had your headphones and you're dancing, they'd be like, you're distracting us. Right. But in your home, you can, you know, do it in the nude if you want to. Nobody <laughs> cares. But be like, do what you want to do and make it fun. Right. So that's right. my, that's my tip when it comes to the mundane. Awesome. It's, that sounds it's awesome. Mun there's always mundane. It's about Thanks. your mindset. Yeah. So I actually want to ask you something. I mean, this is a, an amazing program where you have created, uh, you're running a company, uh, Positive Connections. I would love to know, how do you organize your private life to mm -hmm. achieve all of this success in your programs and all this creativity? Because there is work that goes, uh, that's involved in creating all of this content for, uh, for other fabulous women out there. So how yeah. do you manage work and your private life while doing this? So I am reminded constantly, and I think as a counselor, this happens, to practice what you preach. So I very much have to make sure that I am, I teach purposeful planning, really being aware of what you're planning in your week and why you're planning it versus just say yes to everything. Um, I've been very mindful of that. If I need to cancel things because I need time with my husband, um, I say I need to do that. And I tell the person that's why, you know, I don't like, oh, I'm sorry, I'm not feeling well. Like, no, I need time with my husband. Like, or you know what? We have had back-to-back -back events and I need family time this weekend. So I'm not going to be able to do that thing or whatever. Um, yeah. So largely it's practice what you preach and in, in planning. Um, I have been learning a lot as I go because my world has always been in an office with a couch and a chair and a, you know, notepad as a yeah. counselor. Now with the online world, how to create an editorial plan, how to really look at repurposing content, how to, you know, not reinvent the wheel. And one of the phrases we like to say um, in the program is, is work smarter, not harder. Yes. And so often in the online world, um, as entrepreneurs, we think 
the hard work, the hard work, the hard work. And I'm a, I'm a very driven person. So I'll put in the hard work. Um, but that's not working smarter all the time. So, uh, really recognizing the areas that I can still learn. Like I am still a work in progress. I'm still learning these things. So there are weeks where I mess up and work takes way more priority than family life. And I have a great accountability partner in my husband to go hold the brakes. Like, hello. And I'm not always receptive to that, but I am, you know, inside I'm hearing him, but on the outside I might be like, well, I'm doing all this and ah, da, da. But we've gotten to the point where I can come back and go, you're right. You know, this week was off and I, and I put too much on my plate and then you learn from it. And the next week you adjust it. Um, and you know, there's phrases like Rome wasn't built in a day and things like that, that you go like, there's a reason why those phrases phrase exist because we don't have to do it all today or tomorrow or the next day. Um, we need to honor the progress piece of it. Right. Uh, we also like to compare ourselves to others. Don't we like, oh, look what they're doing. And, and we know social media doesn't display things oh correctly. God. We only see social. the positives. Yeah. Social yeah. media. And, it's, it's a, it's a, it's a double-edged sword, right? Social media. Yeah. Well, and, and in, as a, an online entrepreneur, I'm going to be showing you my successes. I'm going to be showing you, you know, the podcast or this or that. So for you start, if you're starting out or if you're wherever you are, you might go like, oh my gosh, I just feel like I'm doing nothing. But that doesn't honor the fact that it's taken me, you know, this long to get to that point. Exactly. Or, you know, actually this was a horrible week, but a podcast came out and I was on it. You know, like right. it doesn't mean um, that I have it all together. No one does. That's the beauty of it all. Right. Um, so I, I think your question about like, how do you get it all done is to remember it doesn't have to all get done. And that there are things at the end of the day I want to be remembered for. And it's not about a salary or, um, you know, I don't even, when I think about like my values at the end of the day, what I want to be remembered for, it's not even how many women I helped. It's about being a good mom. It's about being a good wife, you know, and, and being a good friend versus a good worker in the world kind of thing. Okay. Um, and so those things I, I have to constantly remind myself they take priority too. Right. Right. Yeah. I mean, we have to be able to balance. And of course, what you're doing and impacting women the way you are and making them change their mindset on their roles is, is huge. I think yeah. that's, that's really huge. And even if you're able to just touch 10 women, those are 10 women that you just made happier right. by the way they look at their lives because yeah. everything is subject to interpretation, like you just said before, right? You, yes. you can interpret this situation that you're in right now so and then it's fantastic or so and then you're going to be feeling depressed because as a counselor you know that the words yeah. that we put in our heads are going to trigger chemical reactions that are going to make us feel the way we feel right Am I, did i get that right 100 percent. Yeah. yeah exactly yeah so it's it's um, really uh yeah it's really amazing to be able to to touch uh to touch so many women in that way because uh, the role yeah. of staying at home has been so undervalued and unappreciated for so many for so many years right yeah. that we kind of run away from do i really want to do that you know like i question myself do i really want to stay at right. home i don't want to bake cupcakes what do you mean right like, i don't I want to be martha stewart 
I know. I'm just like, I don't even know how to turn on an oven. Honestly, that was my state before staying at home. I'm just like, my oven in New York City was a storage yeah. place, honey. And I had right, a drawer right. full of menus and that's how the cookie rolled, right? Now yep. it's like, oh no, I want to make that cake for my child, you know? Yeah. So it's a different, yeah. it's a different story. So Yeah. And those will be memories that you have and your child has. And I think then you start to place value on that again. Exactly. Exactly. So uh, how long have you been, um, how long have you been the chief household officer of this program? <laughs> and uh, how long have you been, has your company been around uh, Positive Connections? And how long have you yeah. been with this project? So the program itself is a year old this month, which Yay, is exciting to think about. Literally, yeah, it's one year old. Um, positive connections uh, for for a year and a half. Okay. I've had that. Um, okay. So because I took time with my second child, I, I moved to Germany, gave birth a couple months later, took some time to prioritize, which was stay with stay with my my baby and my toddler and be part of the family um, before going, okay, I'm going to start trying to work again. Um, and so, yeah, Positive Connections is, is young in that sense as well. Though it's funny, I say that, and because I've been a counselor for over 10 years, I'm like, but it's not, because I've been doing this work for years, okay. you know, just a new name. Okay. And in the States, it was growth, growth counseling. That was my private practice. And now okay. it's Positive Connections. And, you know, like, so... It's always, you might have a new name to the work that you're doing. You might have to reinvent yourself, but it's still the work, the purpose and the work you're supposed to be doing. Right. So would you do anything differently now or going forward with, uh, with your program and with your business than you have in this past, you know, year and a half or experience wise in the past 10 years? I think, um, for the online business in the last um, year with the, the program and the online courses, the one thing I would do differently would have been to find uh, a mentor or uh, a business coach to start me off really in the okay. right direction. I know that for the first six months, the amount of hours that I spent trying to understand the online world, you know, it's a whole nother vocabulary, right. you know, right. and, and, figure this out and the amount of podcasts I was listening to and the blogs I'm reading and courses I'm taking. Um, it would have been nice to just have one person I trust to really have this wealth of knowledge and right. say, okay, let's try this because this actually has a proven method to it, you know, or, um, those things I, I would have done for sure. And it's funny. I, I remember reading people saying that in, in, in Facebook groups and in social media, like what's the one thing you would do differently? It's like, I would have immediately paid for someone to help me and be that resource. But often we think, well, I'm not making money. So why would I do that? Um, but I think there's so many like masterminds and communities that will do it for lower rates or free for a certain amount of time to get you to like get the ball rolling. Um, right. And I, I think sometimes we just think, like, I just can't afford that. I can't do that. Right. Um, so that's what I would do differently. As a counselor in general, before having kids, man, I would have gotten way more certifications and all sorts of stuff. You know, you just think, oh, that's more education and more reading and training. But I would have loved to have, um, because for, cert for people having a certification, having a title with letters and then some more letters at the end right. is 
in a sense appealing, but it also gives you even more knowledge set in specific areas. Right. Um, and so as I read and I develop my skills and hone my skills as a couples therapist right now, um, it would have been neat to have already had seven years ago, some of this training I'm doing now. Okay. Because Which goes back had- to invest in yourself, invest in yourself. Yeah, it would have been uh, more time uh, to invest in that. And it's funny that you mentioned that one thing you would do different is to get a coach and get somebody to get you, uh, get the ball rolling faster on, yeah. uh, on your business, because that's exactly why Nadine and I are here. That's exactly the purpose of uh, our fabulous Women Entrepreneurs uh, podcast. And eventually we'll be rolling out the Women Entrepreneur Academy to help women that are trying to develop a business from their home to have it all, right? Like that is our goal because you can, like you say, be the wife, be the mother and still have a business. But it it all depends on how and where you want to invest your energy. You know, people have or feel that they have a lot of time. So they want to invest the energy researching and doing all of this that will take a lot longer like it did for you and like it did for me in my previous project, right? Or you can just invest the money and just get the ball rolling within a couple of months, right? Right, right. Yeah. Without, and then, you know, because there's so many options out there. There's so many things. I myself was like, oh my God, but should I use WordPress or should I use this or should I use that? And and every tool, every tool out there is an awesome tool. Okay. Exactly. You can't really go wrong. You know, but it's like, but how, like making, just making that decision. I mean, let's just go down to the simple thing of deciding which host you want to have for your website. The blue host, the GoDaddy, the this, the that, and the other. And you're like, why? Like I spent a week back then looking, why would I choose this one over the other one? And I'm like, why am I looking into this? (laughs) You know? So these are the types of things that you can save a lot of time and time eventually is money. So this is our purpose also here as women entrepreneurs to make sure we reach out and make that process a lot easier for a lot of women out there that are trying to build a business. So excited to hear that. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you so much for sharing, sharing your honest uh, opinion on that or your answer on that. Um, There is, there are just a few more questions and then we can, we can go have lunch (laughs) that I have for you. If you were to say one sentence, like in one sentence, so that it's engraved in people's head when they finish listening to this podcast. Mm-hmm. What would you recommend uh, women entrepreneurs, okay, at the beginning of their journey so that they can live life to the fullest potential? Ooh, I have a good Besides one. getting a coach and joining the uh, Women Entrepreneurs right. Academy. <laughs> Join the Academy. You are allowed to be a work in progress. I will preach this till the day I die. We often forget that progress is actionable, like it's moving forward. Sometimes it's moving backward, but it's all, there's movement. Um, you will not get it all right. That is okay. And allowing yourself the journey piece of it, and that's such a hip thing to say right now, like the journey, I'm on the journey, I'm, you know, but it is true, you know, those of us who've been in the corporate world or in the business world prior to whatever business we're doing now as entrepreneurs, we know it took three, five, seven, ten 10 years to get wherever it is that we were. It was progress. It progress. wasn't immediately overnight, bam, I've, you know, I have this six figure job and I've got this title and you had to learn as you go. 
And part of progress is learning from mistakes and you are allowed to be imperfect. And that's part of, part of being a work in progress. You're going to make mistakes. And if you give up on yourself because you do that, then you really have to sit down and go, why am I doing it? Is it to prove something to myself or, or do I really want to create change in the world? And when it's about creating change in the world, your pity party days are like fewer because it's like, okay, I messed up on this or I, I made a mistake here. And you know what? How many times did they try the light bulb before it actually worked correctly? Was that yeah, all because, failure? Was that all, exactly. should they have stopped? Exactly. Because it's, it, it's not about you. It's about right. them, right? And right. if you focus on you, then you're, you're, you're going to have those pity parties and then those really down yeah. days where you're not doing anything at all, right? So, yes. so you're allowed to be a work in progress and yes. it's okay to be imperfect. 100%. Remember that, ladies. You're allowed yeah. to do a work in progress, and it's okay yeah. to be imperfect. Beautiful. I love it. That's a tweetable. Like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we, um, we like to use the word being authentic. Being authentic in, in our online world, our entrepreneur world. You can only be authentic when you are those two things, a work in progress and allowed to be imperfect. Yeah. And, and you can get things uh, actually rolling because when you start focusing on perfection, you'll never get anything done. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly. exactly. So, so yeah. one, one thing, what glass ceiling uh, would, you mm. would you like to have shattered and how would you have gone about just breaking that? Breaking so, that up. Yeah. You know, it's funny. Um, in the online world, I'm going to be honest, I think women dominate. Uh, okay. So I don't know. I think the glass ceiling is our own mental block that we're not worth the value or whatever it might be. The, the many times we see that glass ceiling like, oh, I can't charge this amount because da, 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 da. And usually sometimes in there, it's like, I'm a woman or whatever. Um, so I think it's, I don't know that it, I'd call it a glass ceiling uh, because I'm not looking up and seeing usually we equate men with that phrase. Um, I see people who are more successful for me and I realize it's because I don't value myself to the same level as they, like they, they are able to charge certain rates. So they're able to say, you know, my group coaching is this cost and stand by it and not even like squirm a little bit inside. Like they do it now. They probably had a phase where they went through as well, like imposter syndrome of feeling a little like, Oh, I hope it's okay. But our own, quote, glass ceiling, our own mental block many times is around money. Yes. And I would love to see more women stop putting that as a roadblock of, of charging their worth, of knowing the market and knowing what they can charge, but also saying, but I also know that an hour with me costs this because this is what I deliver and having exactly. that confidence. Exactly. Focus on the value that you can give and not on whether you can be the cheapest one around the block. Correct. Correct. I, yeah. I had a, um, a friend who's a doula, so not even in this world of online entrepreneur, say to me um, that she received the advice to be kind of on the, price herself on the higher end because that to people is like, whoa, what do they, what do they provide? That's different, yeah. you know, and it, it automatically puts you to a higher standard. Um, but you have to also be comfortable charging that. 
and being able to sit in it and go, I am worth this amount. Um, So you said, how are you going to shatter it? I'm working on it in myself and just being an example to others and being honest about it is hard. It is hard to say, here's the the number value to what I do. First of all, like that's just hard to do anyways, but here's the number value to my program. Here's the number value to working with me one-on-one and being able to just say, are my mental blocks in place because of what I've been told by society, by culture, by other women, you need to earn to be that, you know, whatever it might be. Right. Uh, earn right. to be at that level. Um, yeah. I mean, I think that's something that I, I will shatter by being an example of someone who's working through it. Right. Awesome. Awesome answer. Thank you so much, Katie, for that. Now, if there's, there are women out there, uh, our listeners want to start a business. Okay. Um, what would you tell them so that they can get motivated to even get started? Good question. So here's the thing. If we wait around for motivation, we might be waiting a while. (laughs) When we actually start taking action, motivation, the feeling like, let's talk about psychology triggers, that triggers the quote feeling of motivation. Because uh, I'll relate it back to the home. When you like declutter one space, what do you want to do? start decluttering other spaces. And then your parent, your, 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 not parents, your, your kids and your husband are like, leave me alone. Like leave our space alone. When we start the ball rolling in one direction, it naturally will go that way. So I would say, don't wait for the feeling of motivation. If you know in your heart, you want to do something, you want to start a business, you whatever, and you're not sure about the logistics, start talking to friends, talk to other entrepreneurs Uh, I love when friends tell me, oh, I've got this idea because where I am in my business, I can go, oh, I've seen a need for this here or, you know, and I can talk to them by, I'm already in the field of it and can say, oh, I would suggest this or try or check out the Academy or, you know, whatever it might be, but no longer getting stuck in this. I need to wait till I feel motivated. Um, it's like being hangry, you know, like hungry and angry, like, yeah. like we put so much weight on an emotion and all you need to do is feed yourself an action step. And all of a sudden it changes the emotion. So come on. <laughs> um, but don't wait for a, for a motivation. If you know you want to do something, then plan it on your schedule for the next hour. I'm going to sit down and brainstorm what that would look like. Right. And it will, and I'm going to set a timer so I don't go off on social media and do something else or Google search something for 45 minutes of my hour of brainstorming. I'm going to brainstorm. I'm going to put on that motivation music or whatever that gets me. And I'm just going to write it all out. Um, Yeah. I would say that's the biggest recommendation. If you want to start a business, don't wait for motivation. Just go for it. Make it happen for for yourself. Make it happen for yourself. Yeah. Wonderful. One a very last question I have for you, and yeah. that is, what women entrepreneur do you admire, and why? Um, I actually I've got two. Is it okay if I have two? Of course. You can so, have um, three if you want. I can have <laughs> five. No, I'm just joking. Yes. Um, the person who has shaped how I look at business, how I look at myself as a business person, is Dana Malstaff of Boss Moms. Um, she is incredible in being authentic, being real with you, laying it all out. Um, you know, if you're a part of her Facebook community, which is free, you know, 
what's going on in her life because maybe she doesn't show up one week for a video and the next week she's like, man, this is what happened. And she allows you to be a mom and says that's important. Um, And the second is Lisa Drexman of uh, what's called Fit for Mom now, but with Stroller Strides when I was in the States. Uh, And she created this amazing community that changed my life. When I first became a mom, I experienced postpartum depression and anxiety. And about month four or five, that friend who's always like, come to class with me, come check out this fitness group. I finally was like, okay. Like, I feel like (laughs) every week you're out. Okay, I'll go. And Stroller Strides, our Fit for Mom, created a community of like-minded women who were like, I don't want to sit around. I feel, I don't want to feel this way. I want to take care of my body and my health. Um, and Lisa's all about women empowerment, not just in, in fitness, but also in mindset and taking care of and, and planning, you know, being smart about your planning, being smart about being organized to make your life simpler. Um, and I, I love her for that. I hope one day I can look her in the eyes and say, you really got me out of a dark place by what you created, which was just what you needed. And then it right. grew throughout the U.S. and is, you know, expanding internationally. Um, it's amazing. So, yeah, Lisa and Dana, those are my two. Awesome. Yeah, usually what you create because you need it, there are usually a lot more people that need the same thing, but they just don't, like, they just don't even know how to go about it, finding yeah. a solution for it. So that's why there are you know, creative beings out there that come out with amazing programs like yours and like your, yeah. and like your, your favorite women entrepreneurs that make, yeah. you know, may help other women in the same situation. Completely, that, completely. Uh, so yeah. since we've been talking about, you know, um, women entrepreneurs and, and really feeling motivated, um, what was really neat within the first six months of me creating the program was women who were going back to work. And we know here in Europe, you get a year off and then you go back to work, they were feeling really stressed. And, um, and I was creating positive connections and like, yeah, how do, I, how do I get back in this and balance home still? And from that, I created what ended up just being a course because I found working moms don't always have the ability to do a full program because they've got work, home, and now you want me to do a program. Um, and so I have the working mom, chief household officer uh, program okay. of course. So I'll well. make sure you've got the link for that as well to share with your listeners. Yes. And that teaches you how to balance both okay. and, and how to simplify, how to, how to handle sick days and family crises and already have a plan with your work in your home. Right. Um, so I'll make sure you've got the link to that too. Perfect. Yes. Thank you so much. Yes. There are plenty yeah. of women that would actually uh, benefit from, from such management, uh, management of their life work balance mm-hmm. in that way. Yeah. Fabulous. Katie Rosler. Wait a minute. Let me see if I can do the, the I, I totally dropped the punct. Yeah. Yeah. Katie, go to the, <laughs> make it guttural. Yeah. This is, this is the <laughs> struggles of the struggles of foreigners in Germany. I know. <laughs> yes. So Katie Rosler, thank you so, so much for being in our podcast today. We really appreciate all of your knowledge and all of your work and everything that you're creating to give to the world. We love it. Thank Thank you very much. (laughs) So my fabulous listeners, thank you so much for sticking around until the end of this podcast. I hope you got awesome value from, uh, from Katie Rosler and her experience as 
a transformational coach, basically, of women in their roles, either at home or in work-life balance. I will then see you at another point. We both say now, goodbye. Bye. <laughs> Have a wonderful, wonderful day. And until next time, ciao. Thank you so much for tuning in. We're working hard to bring you the best content to make sure that you can have it all. And if you like this podcast, don't forget to subscribe and share with other fabulous women entrepreneurs. You can find more content on our website, fabulous-womentrepreneurs.com and on our social media at Fabulous Women Entrepreneurs. We appreciate you and the time you are investing in yourself. Have a fabulous day. Ciao.